Welcome to the podcast of the Pilates Alliance of Australasia. PAA strives to continue promoting the expansion of the Pilates method as a professional and valued healthcare and fitness discipline. The goal of the PAA podcast is to explore the many facets and layers of the Pilates industry through conversations with the community. I'm your host, Bruce Hildebrand. Welcome to the show. In the lead up to the PAA conference in Melbourne in August this year, we have a series of short podcast episodes to introduce each of the workshop presenters. On today's call, we have the privilege of introducing Dr. Mari Louise Bird. Dr. Bird studied physiotherapy at the University of Queensland and worked clinically for 15 years in a variety of acute hospital, community and rural settings. This background has provided depth for her teaching and research interests, as well as impacting on the professional and leadership roles she has nationally. Dr. Bird has led projects in rural health and for the Australian Physiotherapy Association in education, reflecting her commitment to lifelong learning. She has lectured at the University of Tasmania since 2004, is a member of the Gerontology Physiotherapy Association and a former member of APRA. She is an invited reviewer of the Physiotherapy Research Fund grant applications and serves on the editorial board of the Journal of Fitness Research. In 2011, Dr. Bird completed the Diploma of Pilates for Rehabilitation with Polestar Education and in 2012 completed her PhD at the University of Tasmania with her thesis titled The Effect of Exercise and Physical Activity on Intrinsic Physical Fall Risks. Dr. Bird currently teaches into health programs at the University of Tasmania, including the Postgraduate Physiotherapy Program. Dr. Bird's presentation at the conference is titled Meeting the Needs of Older Adults in Pilates. Mari Louise, welcome to the podcast. It's a pleasure, Bruce. Could you give us a quick overview of the presentation you have in store for us at the upcoming PAA conference? I'm really excited to present this workshop. It's the first time I've run a workshop like this for the PAA. I often run workshops for the Physiotherapy Association, looking at meeting the needs of older adults and doing a map-based program. But at the PAA, we're going to have some equipment there as well. So I hope to be able to demonstrate some of the repertoire that we've shown over the years has been really important in meeting the needs of old adults. I think it's important because some of the repertoires, you know, quite flexion-based and some older adults really don't need that or want that. So the presentation will go through looking at some of the age-related changes to function of older adults and, you know, the bone health, their muscle health, and looking at what parts of the repertoire are really important for helping them to maintain posture and movement and pain-free range of movement. But especially, and this relates to my background as well, is looking at balance in older adults. So really helping to make sure that all of those great ways in which Pilates teachers can help people move, you know, with nice quality and have really good motor control, we can actually put all of those elements into meeting the needs of older adults. It's such an appropriate audience that older adult population. So to get these insights, I think it will just enrich that experience for many of my clients along with many other delegates, I'm sure. And I think one of the things that's really nice to think about is for older adults who may be at risk of falling, actually don't find going to falls-based classes really that appealing. You know, like they know they have to, but if we can design Pilates-related classes that meet those falls risk needs, they're actually much more appealing for the older adults to go to because Pilates is something that we can adapt for older people, but it doesn't have any stigma associated with old people's classes. So part of my presentation will go through some of the evidence around age-related changes 
And for women in Australia, balance-related changes start around the age of 45. We're not talking about old people, although part of the workshop will have a little bit of a case-based focus. So we'll look at young, old, old and some more elderly examples of ways in which we can adapt the repertoire to meet different people's needs. I really like the idea of having a really basic set of exercises and then looking how to regress or progress them depending on what people in front of you actually need. So needed and important, I think, for many of our clients? It's a very practically based workshop and one of the things I think is great for any workshop like this is that people can instantly go into their workplace the next day and say, there was this one exercise or we did it this way. An example would be footwork on the reformer. How do we adapt that for a standing position so that people can challenge their balance in standing? There's lots of take-home messages for people. You've been involved in Pilates since 2011 when you did your training, no doubt sometime before that as well. With your vast experience with your physiotherapy research and your training, I'm curious to hear your insight into when you first came across Pilates. Was it a natural fit or did you see that it needed a bit of new thinking for you to take on board what Pilates was showing up with? I was actually fortunate enough to have a small grant where we bought some equipment. And so I'd been interested for a while. I'd heard a few people talking about it. And once we bought some equipment and I had some experts who were coming to Tasmania doing some training from Polestar, give me some ideas about the kinds of exercise we should put in a research trial. And we did the first randomised clinical trial for Pilates for older adults in the world and published that. And that's actually been really well received. It's really nice in the area of Pilates where sometimes it's challenging to get funding organisations to back it. That in the area of older adults, there is actually really good evidence about Pilates improving those physical force risk factors. So once I started down this journey, I thought I actually need to upskill myself as well. And the Polestar approach, because Brett Anderson is a physio, he actually has been really able to reimagine the Pilates principles in a clinical context. People talk about mindfulness these days and mindful moving. In fact, that's one of Joseph's original principles. So being able to put a clinical lens on the repertoire was actually really helpful for me. And I was really fortunate to have a Pilates buddy and we just trained every week. And for me, it's still one of the most fun things I do each week is the few classes I get to teach to see how people enjoy moving. It's actually a great opportunity. And now I'm teaching into the physiotherapy program to be able to share some of those insights and principles with the younger people coming through. That's part of the nature of it for me as well. Part of the joy of teaching, and I can hear it loud and clear in your voice, the passion coming through, it jumps out at me, the elevating the spirit side of Joseph Pilates' message. I was going to say, a lot of people focus on learning exercise, doing exercise, teaching exercise. I was really fortunate in my training to have a lot of experiential learning and feeling you know, once you feel the change in your own body, I don't think you ever go back. I was actually doing a lot of running at the time and I took about 10 minutes off my half marathon time when I was doing the training up to my examination. So I think feeling it in your own body and being able to share that with other people is something that is not just doing exercises, actually how you do it, how you think about it. And that really mindful moving, I think is really a positive thing that makes a difference to people's day, really. 
I love the way you express it. So beautiful to hear a range of different presenters as we work through this podcast series to hear your passion and your insights and your overlay and your practical knowledge and your clinical expertise. It all comes together so beautifully. I'm really actually looking forward to bringing it all together and the workshop will be really active. I know that people will come and they'll have their own experiences and stories and challenges that they've had. And so I think that kind of workshop attitude where there'll be a little bit of me presenting, but then there'll be lots of opportunity to workshop how people can apply those exercises for the people that they see every day. Practical embodiment and participation at its best. Mari, Louise, can you share with us the background experience or the specific learning you had yourself that was the catalyst to creating the content for this conference presentation? So it came from the research that I'd done in my PhD, which was looking at different kinds of exercise for older adults looking to focus on falls risk. We also then did a little bit of work looking at some fitness work, how much older adults can get their heart rate up when they're doing just the standard repertoire We had a clinic at the university at the time and one thing that was really heartening for me is we finished our research project, we had a little bit of money left over and the people said, we want to keep coming. So we started with two classes a week and then we ended up running nine classes a week. It was on a cost recovery basis, but, you know, it grew itself. People would invite their friends. So it was a really nice part of the journey where we were able to organically grow the classes and they run like a circuit-style class, which is really well-received. So when I was on the gerontology committee for the APA, there were some students who were really interested in finding out some more about Pilates for older adults, and I said, I can run a workshop. That was probably about 2015. Since 2015, I've run several workshops a year for the Physio Association nationally, and then I presented internationally in Canada when I spent a couple of years in Vancouver doing a fellowship over there. So it's grown out of that and those workshops are map-based and the opportunity to present at this conference was really the impetus for me to be able to include some of the reformer-based exercises in this approach because every workshop I'd run they'd say, oh, this is great, map-based is great, but what are the reformer kind of things or using the other equipment, how can we use that to meet the needs of older adults as well. So that's how this grew. And so I'm really looking forward to see how it works in practice. Tell me more about your time in the North American region. Did you get some crossover time either during that period or during your thesis time directly in contact with Brent Anderson since you did your training with Polestar and obviously you two are highly credentialed with your PhDs in the field? So Brent's actually come to Australia a few times and I've done some workshops. I actually was a mentor for Polestar Australia and did some extra training with them. But that finished when I had to go away for a couple of years to Canada. But I also had a really lovely experience over there. I was working in the area of stroke rehabilitation and one of the young stroke survivors who was on an advisory committee that I met, she shared that as part of her movement recovery, she'd actually done quite a lot of Pilates when she finished her formal rehab. She introduced me to a lovely studio in Vancouver. So we used to go and do Pilates regularly in Vancouver, which was wonderful. After my PhD, I went to stay in Paris for a few weeks and found a Pilates studio over there. And Pilates is something that transcends any language. We did a few classes in French. That was quite interesting. We just follow along. But it really is an international movement. And I've had some really great experiences. 
I was fortunate enough to be working as a researcher in the rehabilitation centre and interestingly in North America in the major rehabilitation hospital in Vancouver they had several pieces of Pilates equipment and they would sometimes invite me to go and work with some of their younger clients and do some specific Pilates or Pilates training with the therapists there. Marie Louise we discussed in the preamble that there was some contact with Time magazine when you're in North America. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, it was a really interesting experience and I think it probably speaks to how people in a popular way are interested in Pilates and what it can offer. So I was interviewed by Time magazine and they produced a little piece of work on that and then they actually asked me to review an article that they had in a men's health magazine as well. So I think there is scope there to get the message out to lots of people about what Pilates is and what it's got to offer for lots of people, not just the older ones. Along those lines, do you think the slow burn on getting the message out about the amazing benefits of Pilates is because it's what you mentioned earlier, this element of you have to feel it to really truly get a sense of like, wow, I feel genuinely amazing versus someone told me that it's so good and I probably should go along and do it sometime? I think that's a really interesting question because, you know, with my background with Polestar and all the great educators that have worked for them, I actually find myself having a fairly traditional kind of approach and take the repertoire, although we'll be adapting it, like quite authentic in the way it's taught. And I think you're right, you know, if people can have several weeks worth of exposure and they actually feel a change in their own body, then they are then committed often to their health because they really do feel that benefit. And I guess I'm not alone in concerns where I see Pilates being combined with fitness or with yoga or something else which you know might meet the needs of some people but my workshop will be much more grounded in the method and the way we've interpreted that joseph was want us to be teaching it these days so great and really important i think to stick to those original messages that come through in many different publications and resources that are available these days with the proliferation of such a rich history and biographies and autobiographies and stories it's so great and Marie Louise, for those considering coming along to your presentation at the conference, what will be the top couple of takeaway ideas and concepts from the session? Probably understand the evidence around Pilates for older adults. There's some research that looks at posture, movement, balance. So we'll just pull that all together and go, you can be confident that you can talk to your clients and say, we know that Pilates can help you with ABC. So a little bit of the evidence and how we can interpret what Joseph was saying all those years ago in the light of what we know with a little bit more of the current science conceptualisation behind it. So a little bit of the how, but then we will actually go through a set series of exercises and people get to practice teaching them to each other, asking questions, exploring how they can adapt them for their clientele that they see, taking home some concrete things in their toolbox that are both how they teach, but also what they can teach, knowing that they can directly impact posture, strength, and over time, even bone density with appropriate exercises. So applicable and much needed working with that population, of course. And then, of course, there's all of the balance as well that we'll thread through the day. We all can't wait for your presentation coming up at the conference in Melbourne in August. Marie Louise, it's been a pleasure chatting with you today and thanks so much for your time. We we'll look forward to seeing you at the live presentations in August. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Bruce. 
There is a membership category for every Pilates enthusiast, where the Alliance provides a wide range of information, resources, and support for everything you want to know more of with Pilates. Help us expand the message of the PAA by sharing with your network of friends and colleagues today so that the Pilates community can continue to be a vibrant and inspiring network for everyone's benefit. You can become a member today by visiting the links in the show notes. For existing members, join us on the PAA Member Forum Facebook page where you'll find an ongoing supply of resources and conversations to continue supporting you and your participation and involvement in the many levels of Pilates here in Australia. The Pilates Alliance Australasia only exists because of the contributions of the Pilates community. If there's a topic or a conversation you would love to share on the podcast, then we'd love to hear from you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Pilates Alliance podcast. Please leave your comments on the Pilates Alliance Members Forum Facebook page. Remember, for anyone who is yet to become a member, we'd love to have you put your voice forward for the benefit of progressing Pilates here in Australia.